The Metro FM talk here on the Mighty Metro. We now go into our wrap of the top business stories of the day. A lot happening certainly uh, uh, in the world of business and uh, much of our time today going to be dedicated to company news. And uh, Nolwandle Mtombe, any market analyst and commentator, joins me for that. Nolwandle, good evening to you and welcome. Hi, Unjan. Hi, Mama. Unko, Unjan. Good, good, good. Let's start off here with uh, nutritional holdings. Now, uh, I found it quite interesting, uh, this particular group. Uh, and um, uh, they have now uh, bought into Uzu. I need to get this name right. Ugusegela. yes, to support. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ugusegela Holdings, which uh, is a massive player in... Uh, the cannabis space, and I wonder if uh, some of the owners of Ugusegela Holdings actually know how to say it, because I, I certainly didn't see any other people there who would uh, use that word in daily parlance as part of that management team. But hey, Nutritional Holdings, which is an entity that provides all manner of uh, nutritional foods to prisons, hospitals, and other clients, uh, they've, uh, I guess, they're going to be really smiling their way to the bank this after they took hold of Ugusegela uh, and uh, were able to to really provide a lot of support. Uh, to that company and take over the management of it. They've now secured a 1 billion rand contract in Germany. Tell us a bit more about this. So, you know, Nutritional Holdings, you know, has a bit of a colorful past and they're a very much penny stock in the in the listed space, very small. You know, you'll see the ticker and you won't know who they are until a headline like this comes along. So they, you know, found an acquisition and they decided to get into, you know, someone who's into the cannabis industry. And we know it's been legalized here in South Africa um, as far as, you know, personal consumption, but it's illegal It's legal here in South Africa, which allows, you know, people who are producers of cannabis to be able to, you know, maybe provide it to the export market. So for South African producers, it creates the opportunity. The legalization of it created a huge opportunity. And we know that globally there is a growing demand for cannabis. So, you know, as far as nutrition, I mean, this doesn't go anywhere near the business model. I mean, they supply um, staple foods to lower incomes. In fact, their business model has changed over many years. So it's not really even a fit. And their balance sheet is not strong. They're loss-making. So they're not smiling at the bank. They still have to pay off and, you know, become profitable before they can, you know, they have to become break-even. So I think for them, they saw something they can add on, which is growing, which allow them to create much, generate much more profit than they're currently making. And because of the, you know, the, the regulations come down as far as cannabis, it is a good opportunity. And what happened is that Ugusegela um, won a contract where they can supply a three-year contract to supply cannabis to Germany. And through that, you know, it's starting to open up channels for growth for nutritional through Ugusegela. Um, yeah, and uh, we certainly do know that, I guess, the European market and uh, the markets in North America are probably a bit more matured than our own uh, uh, nascent and emerging market here. And uh, uh, this is a perfect opportunity to make a foray into the European market uh, for nutritional holdings here. Let, let's pause here for a second, Nolwandle. When we come back, I want us to take a look at transaction capital. Now, you'll remember, not so long ago, Naspers wanted to buy We Buy Cars, and uh, the competition authorities said no way because that would effectively, I guess, lead to anti-competitive behavior in the market for second-hand cars. It seems now uh, this uh, taxi financier transaction capital, they, they finance taxis, among many other things they do, is now going to buy a stake in We Buy Cars. And Nolwandle, you'll tell us all about it after this. 
Eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro, and uh, it's our wrap of the top business stories. No longer before we went to the break, I flagged this uh, transaction uh, by Transaction Capital to uh, buy into We Buy Cars. What do you make of this? And more importantly, I guess, what are some of the synergies here for um, Transaction Capital in going in this way into the uh, second-hand uh, vehicles market? Yes, so I've been following Transaction Capital for over five years. And even I was surprised by this transaction. I really didn't see it coming. Um, but, you know, after looking at it and listening to the management talk about why they did it, um, you know, you, we know transaction capital through SA Taxi, which is the largest financier uh, for the SA Taxi minibus industry. And they're also, you know, in partnership with the SA industry with through Santaco having a share in SA Taxi business. So, you know, what they basically did is that they are, you know, growing their portfolio in terms of the transport sector. And they not only have, you know, the SA tax industry now, now they're going straight to the consumer and being involved in the value chain as far as the retailer, um, as in, in the retailing of secondhand vehicles. So it's not too far from their business model, considering that they're already, you know, a big play in the in the transport sector. And now, you know, they're expanding it to, you know, another, you know, another, you know, parallel division in terms of being part of the online retailing of secondhand vehicles, which I must say is a very fast-growing uh, industry at the moment. It's, you know, people aren't buying new cars anymore. People are going for secondhand. And if you look at the, you know, new vehicle stats, they've been shopping for over for at least 18 months. And but what stats are not available is a secondhand vehicle market. So those numbers are not available. So there's not that kind of clarity and look through to see how much it's been growing. But if you were to, you know, talk to operators there around, they will tell you that there is some growth, much more growth in the second-hand vehicle market. And we buy cars is a big dominant player in that space. Mm, mm. Let, let's also, I mean, I guess as we think about acquisitions, there's also been some disposals in the market as well. NASPIS and RAND Merchant Investments, RMI. Uh, and RMI through AlphaCode, which is uh, one of the entities that invests in the fintech space, uh, seen as one of the players who really made, I guess, an early foray into uh, the cryptocurrency space and uh, where crypto meets fintech. And uh, just on that basis, I guess uh, one, of, one of the things I'm finding quite interesting uh, is why they would want to dispose of this now. And uh, well, I guess was the offer from the digital currency group too good to let go of? So, you know, I'll ask you one question. When was the last time you saw a major headline on Bitcoin? Yeah, it's been a while, eh? <laughs> exactly. I remember, the, I remember <laughs> the time where the, where, where there was like such a favorable price environment where people were making that was know, crazy, crazy profits and then there was a tank was at some three, point. That was three years ago. That was three years yeah, ago. Yeah, 2017. Mm. Exactly. So since then, um, you know, it peaked at, you know, in, in, at the end of 2017, Bitcoin. And now it's trading at at least two-thirds of that price and just under two-thirds. So I think, you know, they came in fairly on, which is good. Um, but, you know, if Bitcoin in this kind of environment didn't, you know, move, then I think it's okay to exit because considering where they came in, they're still much better off than, 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 they, than they would have been if they'd sold, um, say, you know, you know, earlier on. So, you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you know, they had their run. They had it tremendous and then crashed again. Um, but, you know, we're not seeing any activity in Bitcoin space and cryptocurrency. And I think, you know, I think it did, you know, it was over, overbought at the time there and overhyped. But the problem is now that there's been so many players in the digital cryptocurrency space. 
and you know, they don't have like any dominant position or any strategic or, or any kind of moat in that industry. So from you know going forward, anybody can come in now and provide platforms. You've seen many mm. many companies, even listed companies, going to its space. It's become commoditized, and you know you can you know it'll go along and hump along and it's make good returns. But I think going forward, I mean, in a time where you know there's no yield environment, you know it should have been doing well. You should have mm. actually seen. Mm the cryptocurrency, you know, is shooting back up again, but we haven't seen any of that this year. So it makes sense. They've made their returns and, you know, I would, you know, call it a day as well and, you know, find yeah. other other avenues as well. Especially as NASDAQ. I mean, they've got, they've got huge balance sheets can thrown into other stuff. Like they tried oh, with sure. we, we buy cars, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, but they're always on a shopping expedition. I mean, exactly. you know, if it isn't here at home, it's it's always somewhere else abroad. So certainly not. Uh, uh, they'll probably take that money and put it back into that war chest and uh, continue mm. to shop around for for good deals. Let's let's maybe close off here with the property sector. Growth Point, uh, certainly one of the biggest uh, listed players in the space. Uh, their flagship, uh, Victoria and Albert Waterfront, uh, there in Cape Town, uh, seemingly has suffered the most. Uh, from the onset of COVID-19, and uh, uh, that uh, certainly has had a ripple impact on a growth point, which also had to spend millions of money in uh, giving, I guess, rent holidays and uh, other forms of rental relief uh, to some of their tenants. Yeah, I think, you know, this has been an opportunity for the market to see the impact of of foreigners and tourism on the Cape Town environment and the market and, you know, in general. Um, especially VNA being, you know, the biggest beneficiary of tourism. You know, it's, it's it's the biggest driver. If you walk into the waterfront, especially in summertime, you know, if you go between October and March, or when you walk past in that area, you will hear just foreign languages everywhere. And this that shows, and especially with the with the the, the you know the, the the shipping and the you know all the tours and shipping tours and the whatever you call them, the luxury cruises coming through. There's a lot of tourist activity that happens in, in, in the Cape Town area. So, you know, and then they charge, you know, they charge the rates by dollars. I mean, the dollar rates, that's what they have there, you know, where they get their money in dollar rates there. Wait, so, wait, wait. So you're saying the, rentals at the VNA are charged in dollars? No, I'm saying in terms of the hotel, if you go to, say, the table, oh, they'll see. have okay. the rates also in dollars, I'm saying. So that's where they'll have, sure. they always have a, a dollar rate for it. Um, but that just shows you how, how you know, tourist-centric it is as, a, as an area. So it's only mm. natural that the VA and a waterfront could take a much bigger hit compared to any other, you know, shopping mall, shopping destination because it's so reliant on tourism and, you know, foreign people coming through to their to their malls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norwantle, we'll have to leave it there. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Uh, take care and uh, until we chat again next week. Yeah, sure. That there was uh, Nolwandle Mtombeni speaking to us uh, this evening. Uh, she's a market analyst and commentator uh, talking to us about uh, nutritional holdings acquisition uh, uh, here. Certainly, uh, I guess, uh, giving dividends. Uh, One billion rand of a contract there coming out from Germany. And we also saw transaction capital uh, hoping to buy uh, into We Buy Cars. Uh, this after NASPIS uh, was stalled and uh, stopped from doing so by the competition authorities. Let's take a quick breather. And uh, when we come back, uh, we uh, take a look at uh, the question of organization. And uh, I guess it comes at a prescient moment uh, with the breaking news that has come out uh, that uh, George Bezos uh, is uh, no longer with us. And uh, we certainly say, uh, 
Ukatulufezile, uh, and uh, uh, you will certainly greet on the other side uh, many of those with whom you lived and uh, whose lives you impacted very greatly, and you also leave many of us uh, here uh, and uh, the lives that you've impacted. So uh, really doff our hat this evening to uh, uh, Advocate George Bezos uh, and uh, for the immeasurable contribution that is made uh, to uh, the liberation struggle and the restoration of humanity uh, in this particular country. So uh, our next set of, uh, I guess, remarks around the question of organization is as much in tribute uh, to uh, his own memory uh, and, uh, of course, uh, coming from a letter written by one Isaac Mangani Tabata uh, from the then Unity Movement. And he was writing it to Nelson Mandela, a very young Nelson Mandela, in 1948, four years after uh, the uh, formation of the African National Congress Youth League, uh, which uh, tomorrow uh, celebrates an anniversary. It was formed on the 10th of September at the Bantu Social Men's Club uh, in uh, 1944, on the 10th of September. And uh, we're going to be uh, checking in with a grouping that is saying it's time uh, to take away uh, this vehicle from the hands of people who are no longer young in the form of the National Youth League Task Team and give it back to its owners, young people. We'll check in with that conversation a bit later, but let's take this breather and when we come back we speak on the question of organization.